Good afternoon and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll hear from the president of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association. Up first in today's country comment, Dane Fraze with Manitoba Agriculture will stop by to talk about the province's weekly crop report. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Spring seeding kicked into full gear this week with the warm, windy conditions. Dane Fraze with Manitoba Agriculture joined me to talk about the province's weekly crop report. A lot of farmers have gotten started on their seeding progress and preparations for 2020. Uh, this week we saw a widespread start across much of the province. So there's most farmers have at least started turning a wheel or whatever they can. Uh, so we saw a huge jump in seeding progress from 9 to about 42% complete across of the entire province on average. Now that's not to say that some areas are, are further behind and that and other areas are further ahead. Um, just depends where soil moisture and field conditions allowed uh, seeding progress to occur. Are we catching up uh, to the normal for this time of year? We're getting close to the normal, but it's still going to be delayed. No matter what we do, we just can't make up for two weeks of lost time in early May when it was cold and wet. Um, but at 42%, we're only slightly behind the three-year average of 55 and we expect that gap to close quickly, especially with the warm, drying wind conditions that we've had this week and are forecasted for the next couple of days. What are some of the crops that are going into the ground right now? Right now, we're looking at uh, canola being the main focus uh, after cereals are, are slowly coming to a close. Canola is going to be our main focus, followed by soybeans. Are we seeing any uh, farmers uh, switching their plans uh, uh, just given the, uh, the delay here? There has been some anxiety from farmers given the lateness of the overall seeding season. So some longer season crops, corn and sunflowers in particular, or even long season varieties of those crops might be switched out in favor of shorter season varieties. Or in cases where field preparations haven't been done at all, they might be switching from uh, corn to a cereal, for example, something that could mature in less time. And are we starting to see some of the earlier seeded crops? Uh, Are we starting to see some emergence there? Yes, in the central region, uh, Red River Valley in particular, those early seeded uh, peas and wheat fields are poking out of the ground. Uh, they're just at the cotyledon stage, perhaps one leaf. And uh, with the warm weather, we've seen them green up quite quickly uh, as they were seeded into moisture. So we're expecting the rest to pop out of the ground very shortly. And what's the uh, situation like as far as uh, soil moisture? Um, talking with uh, one farmer here yesterday, you know, he said uh, he could use some rain. Yeah, it's, it's uh, definitely the R word right now. We are, some farmers are wishing for it, given that uh, fields have been harrowed or, or vertical tilled and are drying out extremely quickly and might need some soil moisture at the rooting zone or the germination zone for that seed, while others are still struggling to get on the field and, and able to see corner to corner and, and having discs and, and um, air drills roll shut with all the mud. So it's kind of a two-edged sword. That was Dane Fraze with Manitoba Agriculture discussing the province's weekly crop report. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Grasshoppers could be a concern in some areas of the province this year. John Gavlosky is with Manitoba Agriculture. Going into this year, we want to certainly be on our guard for grasshoppers. Now, on a prairie-wide level, we do a survey every August, and a prairie-wide forecast map gets put out. Some areas of the prairies were at lower risk 
and even parts of Manitoba. But we did have some areas in Manitoba that were certainly into more of that moderate risk area. If we do have a very dry summer, I think grasshoppers will be something that we definitely have to be looking for. Kowalski says farmers should also be on the lookout for cutworms and flea beetles. With students home from school, agriculture in the classroom is changing the way it operates. Here's Manitoba Executive Director Sue Clayton. We've switched to obviously entirely online resources and activities, which we've always had, but we've also done in-person programming. So those in-person programming options have been put on hold for now. And we've been sending teacher newsletters every couple of weeks full of resources and activities for students that they can either print off and send home with uh, in a package to students or where there's a link that they can email the link to the students and have them do it online. Clayton says they've had to cancel a number of events due to COVID-19. And due to the pandemic, the 2020 Federal Provincial Territorial Agriculture Ministers Conference scheduled for July will be moved to October. Grain Growers of Canada says it's concerned about the postponement, adding it would have been an opportunity to discuss reforms to business risk management programs. The group is urging everyone involved to schedule an expedited virtual meeting to address the issues. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Thursday, May 21st. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from the president of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association. The Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association is expressing frustrations with the federal government. Glenda Lee Allen Vossler chatted with President Gunter Joachim. The carbon tax for the last two years been a problem. And uh, now with this pandemic hanging over us, uh, what does the government do? Not only do they hang on to that, they increase it by another 50%. And, and how is that helpful for the farm sector? It's not. The environment overall, you know, uh, farmers aren't polluters. We're actually at the forefront of saving the environment. We are out there utilizing the latest technology that has not, you know, that hasn't come to the farm through government, uh, uh, government sanctions or, or what whatever you want to call it, you know, government uh, imposition. It's, uh, we use the latest technology because farmers wanted it and industry responded. Like a, like a free open market, imagine that. You know, farmers say to industry, to our, our uh, industry partners say, hey, you know, we want to be more precise. Boom, out comes auto steer. Uh, out comes GPS guidance. Out comes variable rate control where we apply fertilizer and seed at, at really very precise prescriptions. And, you know, we're, we're doing everything we can to save money, to save the environment. Um, we're doing all the right things. Mixing international trade. Well, that's been going on for years. You know, it started with uh, India, what, about four years ago, and pulses, still not resolved. Why is that? Why is the government not working harder in resolving those problems? China, a couple of years ago, Italy with Durham, uh, you know, there, there's 
scores of examples. Um, business risk management programs. You know, we have agri-invest, agri-stability. Farmers are tired of those programs because they just don't seem to work, especially agri-stability. It's a program that uh, doesn't have a lot of farmers signing up. Maybe only about 30% of the farmers are signed up out west here. And even if some farmers do qualify for a payout through agri-stability, it can take up to 18 months before we see the money that is supposed to help us through a real bad downturn. How's that working? That is not working at all. Crop insurance. You know, we have crop insurance and there's a much better sign-up rate there. And But even that can be tweaked. Why do we only have crop insurance uh, through uh public crop insurance. Why aren't there more private insurance uh, options out there? You know, government could look at, uh, at making that work somehow. Transportation, that is just an ongoing concern. Yes, in the last couple of years, you know, we've made great strides. The railways have, uh, have done a remarkably good job in moving our big crops and and getting grain moving record amounts of, of crop moved from farm gate to port however there's still problems uh, like the strike in November early December and government was very reluctant to stepping in and and trying to get that resolved uh, then there were the illegal blockades government just completely ignored farmers' pleas, and let that go on when they could have stepped in and resolved that quite quickly. And uh, lastly, but not least, you know, you, you've been trying to get a hold of me here for an hour or so, and uh, you weren't able to get through because I was out in the field. I, I farmed 20 minutes west of Winnipeg, and I was out in the field, and I didn't get your call because... We have virtually no reliable cell phone coverage in our houses. We have no reliable Wi-Fi um, and internet connection. Now with this pandemic upon us, you know, all our um, our kids are supposed to school from home through the internet. We're supposed to have Zoom meetings with industry and government representatives. And all we get on the screen is that little uh, uh, turning wheel going, trying to connect, and it's not connecting. So, yeah, these are our asks. You know, these are our problems. And we're asking, in in the op-ed, we we have a big outline of all the problems, and we actually propose solutions. So... I'm hoping that the government will just come to the table and say, okay, how can we fix this? And let me tell you, we we would love to sit down with them and explain it to them how we can get this resolved. Overall, final thoughts, key comments you would like to leave with people today? You know, the ag sector is, uh, is a great sector to be in. We are part of the backbone of the, of, of Canadian, of the Canadian economy. And uh, the pandemic is on us, yet here we are trying to put our crop in. 
there's still farmers trying to get last year's crop off the field. Um, it, it's not easy being a farmer. However, here we are. We're slaving away. We love what we, we're doing. And, and we do it so well. And we're not necessarily here asking for that $100 an acre payout. But, hey, <laughs> government is willing to give it to us. We wouldn't pass on it. But we're here to actually ask for problems that we've had for years. And, and some of the solutions are actually not even that difficult. So listen to us. Let's sit down and let's get these problems resolved. That's Gunder Yogam, president of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to the farm desk at goldenwestradio.com. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Egg Wire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. A free webinar is being held tomorrow at 12 p.m. to help farmers manage stress during these challenging times. You can go to Keystone Agricultural Producers' website to register. And the Manitoba Agricultural Museum near Austin will be reopening its doors to the general public on Friday, May 29th with reduced hours and new safety measures. Follow the museum on social media for more information. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Thursday afternoon, joining us now is Angie Cormier, Executive Director with the Prairie Fruit Growers Association, to give us an update on the upcoming UPIC season. Well, right now, everybody is obviously getting ready for the season to begin, and we're just still kind of not sure of what things will look like as you know guidelines are kind of changing on a daily basis but we have worked with the Manitoba Agriculture uh, our fruit crop specialist and he helped us come up with some guidelines for fruit you pick farms just to uh, reassure the public that you know we are we're trying to provide an environment on these farms that is safe for the farmers, for their staff, and for the public when they come to pick. So some of the changes might be things like more hand-washing stations, uh, you know, washing hands before you come in, washing when you leave, uh, measures that will help people stay physically distanced from one another as well as from staff. And, And that's actually not, you know, when you get out to a big field, it's, it's not that hard to keep people distance from one another, but it's just putting some of those in place so that people feel safe when they do come to these farms. Do you think people will still be allowed to sort of come on their own or will they need to um, make appointments? So every farm, obviously, they, they run their operations differently from you know one farm to the next. And there might be some farms that will have to set up an appointment system just so they can control that flow of people because there are some farms, specifically those that are close to, you know, Winnipeg or Steinbach or uh, Portageville Prairie where they might have more people coming. So they might uh, have to have to set up a system where they need to, to book an appointment before they come. And so the association right now is working on trying to set some kind of uh, program up through the association's website 
for the public to go to and, and you know, yeah, book an appointment, book a time to come and pick. Pre-picked berries, that's um, usually an option at some of these places. Uh, could that become yeah. uh, more common this year? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and farms are, uh, you know, gearing up for that. In Yes, absolutely. There's definitely been, you know, the demand for all the curbside pickups. So I can't see that it would be any different for, you know, the fruit farms. So we've, we're also trying to set up an online store on our website as well for people to go and, you know, pre-book uh, a pre-picked basket of berries to pick up at the farm. Angie, talk a little bit about the uh, the upcoming season. You know, when, when do things really get going and, and when is the crop usually ready? So Haskat berries are the first berries that are ready and it's looking like they'll probably be ready around thinking june 25th ish and then saskatoons and strawberries are ready shortly about 10 days after that and then uh raspberries and sour cherries are you know looking at probably the middle of july to be ready that was angie cormier executive director with the prairie fruit growers association another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment time now for another look at today's farm news yesterday u.s president donald trump suggested that the united states might want to end cattle imports the comments were made during a press conference to roll out the coronavirus food assistance program he then went on to suggest allies could be excluded Canadian Cattlemen's Association President Bob Lowe says they're fully committed to the newly negotiated United States-Mexico-Canada agreement. The United States imports the majority of live cattle from Canada and Mexico. Agriculture in the Classroom has cancelled a number of events this year due to COVID-19. Here's Manitoba Executive Director Sue Clayton. Obviously, we're not doing any events up until the end of June, so the amazing agriculture adventure in Russell was cancelled, the amazing agriculture venture in Brandon was cancelled as well. Our Canadian Agriculture Literacy Month was suspended partway through that program and we're now looking at all of our fall programs and making decisions on those and you know some of that will be a closer, we'll make decisions closer to the time and some of them will be making decisions fairly shortly. Clayton says they've shifted all their resources to online only. And cutworms and flea beetles could be a concern for some farmers this year. John Gavlosky is with Manitoba Agriculture. As we get into late May and June and the crops start coming up, uh, watch your fields carefully for cutworms and flea beetles. It's going to be a tricky one this year. Hard to say what will happen because uh, there will be a lot of later seeding, which sometimes can be helpful in helping the uh, canola get past the flea beetles. If we get the canola in the ground, the ground is warm enough, and we get some good rains to help it along, and they can get three to four true leaves within a few weeks. You should be good. Gavlosky says farmers should also be on the lookout this year for grasshoppers. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can meet us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.